Hi, everybody. Welcome to All This in the Oscars 2, awardsdaily.com's infrequent podcast on the Oscar race. My name is Sasha Stone. I am the founder of awardsdaily.com, and I'm here with two of our editors, Mark Johnson and Clarence Moy, and our good friend Michael Gray is sitting in because uh, Ryan is is out doing errands uh, or something, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> we don't actually know. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi, everybody. Hey, hello. Hey, hello. Hi, what's going on? What's going on? So um, basically, we're going to, you know, check in. We have a bunch of readers' questions from Twitter. Um, Some movies have screened since we last spoke, I think. Um, We've all seen Being the Ricardos, I think, except Michael, right? And uh, I saw West Side Story, and we've all seen House of Gucci, and... uh, don't look up has screened, but I actually haven't seen it. Did you see that one, Mark? Yet? No, not yet. Mm. So we haven't seen Don't Look Up. That's sort of the big mystery for me in terms of tying this whole thing together. And tomorrow, Michael and I are going to see uh, Nightmare Alley at the Academy Theater. Oh, nice! With the Q and A with uh, the filmmakers after. So that should be really fun. Very cool. Yeah. And. I'm seeing it here in Raleigh, not in the Academy Theater. <laughs> but still. I probably won't get to see it at all. Are you guys familiar with the Tyrone Power version that came out in the 40s? No. Uh, familiar with it, but haven't. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, okay. The one you want to talk to is Ryan, who's not here, because he's the one who knows all about that stuff. We're just like these sad people. No, it's not. <laughs> Ryan knows all about Nightmare Alley. Um, but no, I, I, uh, I heard it was on Criterion collection um but i also read this thing that said that it, you couldn't find it anywhere but i did hear from jeff wells who told me it's on criterion so tcm put it on their film noir about um two months ago on oh. film noir is it on there now no um you can find yeah you can find it on tcm do you because you... they show it because they have a film noir every saturday evening and they show all the <laughs> film noirs and so, and they do it Sunday morning. So the guy he introduced the film, and he they did show it that one time. Mm. I want to watch it. I'm I'm going through kind of a film noir phase right now, actually. Um, hey Ryan. Hey, I didn't Ryan, hear a ring. Just, I just in time. Watching, just Your ears must have been. We were just talking about you. Um, oh, because yeah. Michael's here, and he asked us if we had seen Nightmare Alley, and of course we hadn't the original, but you had. So I said, "Well, oh, the one yeah. I'm going to talk to is Ryan. He knows all about that." I don't know if I know all about it, but I've I've seen it a couple of times. Just wild. It's amazing that a movie like that got made back then. But it's a it's a wicked wicked story. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's just mind bending, really. God, I don't even want to. I don't want to world the all the plot twists and everything because yeah. i mean you've heard a, a lot about it already sasha you've you've talked about the, uh, biting the head off the chicken and stuff like that but, <laughs> but didn't you tell me i had to cut that out so it's should I only once a kitten. <laughs> as, far hey, as, Ryan. I, as far as i remember Hi, hey Ryan. michael how are you hey right. everyone good i saw the movie i personally did not think it was that great of a movie but who am i you know i didn't like it that much but People might think it, the remake might improve mm-hmm. on it. I just didn't think it was a very good movie, the the Tyrone Power version. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-huh. It's I confusing. Kind of, it's kind of it's, it was a very confusing movie. There's a lot going on. That's for sure. That's why yeah. when we talked about it before, we talked about who's lead and who's supporting. 
it's really hard to say because all of the all of the uh, women, all of the actresses have really good roles, and you never know. It's hard to tell whose side to be on it, all throughout the movie about all of the characters. You don't know who who to like and who not to like. And really, there's really no one to like in the movie. That's one of the things <laughs> that that, <laughs> that, you, the people, yeah. that it might uh, it might damage the people yeah. um, might damage the ability for people to identify with it because yeah because i just, came off it's just filled with a lot of rotten people yeah because i came off watching that film not liking anybody in that movie even tyrone power you don't like any of these characters they're really right. me nasty spirited characters oh so i'll i'll be able to relate with it at least <laughs> <laughs> all right i have to uh i have to do a quick interruption here because i actually have to plug my show on uh netflix which is coming up in a week. It drops on Netflix on December 6th. It's called Voir, V-O-I-R. And I, it's, Ryan is actually part of it too, but his episode isn't going to be shown this time. Um, but Ryan, you're still consider yourself part of the project. You know, that it's just that it's, he's not one of the first writers, right? That uh, we... Right. I that's that was my understanding too. That's been my understanding all along. Is I missed the boat for season one because of extraneous circumstances, which we don't need to go into right now. It's just too much. But um, yeah, I'll be I'll be part of it. Apparently, hopefully, you know things with the uh, because we're talking about a season two, right? Yeah, but I'd like to do a whole separate show for this that I'll put on this podcast if any of these hosts want to talk to me about it. And I'll just do like a, you know, like an hour long of, of war, Ryan, maybe you and I could do it or, you know, who, whoever wants to do it. Um, um, you know, it's a pretty cool thing. Hopefully you'll watch it and you'll like it. If you're listening to this podcast, take a look, keep a lookout for it. It's December 6th on Netflix. Okay. I think right now the race, in my opinion, has just been shaken up greatly by West Side Story because it turned out to be really, really, really good and, you know, much better, I think, than people expected it to be, which is how you want to see a movie. You always want to go in with lower expectations. And I think that um, a movie like Nightmare Alley, for instance, is you're going to be going in with much higher. And House of Gucci, certainly, we were all coming in with much higher expectations than, than, uh, than, than, you know, than, than we should have, you know, because the, the advertising for House of Gucci was so incredible. That everybody wanted to see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. I was gonna say you wonder if you wonder if that'll backfire a little bit because, you know, there's times where a movie like let's just say being the Ricardos, um, we didn't expect a whole lot going into that, and then the first wave uh, that saw it seemed to love it. Um, so I went in a little bit more excited about it and didn't feel the same way. So I wonder if. Uh, West Side Story might be one of those things that plays best to the first crowd. Maybe you think that you think there's any concern with that? Um, I mean, I guess it just depends on what you're talking about. Like, I think with being the Ricardos, I definitely think it plays better in a house full of people who are laughing at all the jokes. Like, I think that it right. it's irresistible if you're in that space. You're not going to just be sitting there watching it while all these people are laughing around you and not get caught up in it. You know, you're not. You're not going to be sitting there with your critical eye as much and, and you'll be like, enjoy, you know, you, and that, that was a little bit how I felt with West Side Story, but I was sitting in the second row. I wasn't really, you know, I, I wasn't really paying attention to how people were reacting around me and I was just swept up in this beautiful movie. But there were, it wasn't like everybody was coming out of that theater saying that they just saw the greatest movie they'd ever seen. You know, like a couple of people that I heard were talking to me about, 
you know, their problems with it and the things they didn't like that he changed. And, um, you know, obviously people who really love the original, you know, are going to come in with, with, uh, preconceived ideas of what this should be. And if it doesn't meet those and you're, you're going to feel a little bit let down, you know, because how do you compete with like one of the greatest films ever made? I mean, the original West side story is just ridiculously good. Like the combination of talents involved in that movie, um, you know, to put it together where it, to me, I would call that a level of perfection that few films can reach and certainly not Spielberg's Uh version of West side story. But I think if you just look at it as it's its own thing, it's, I mean, it's just a spec. It's a, it's like when you watch the last duel, like you understand you're watching something that is heads and shoulders above almost everything else you've seen this year. Well, I haven't seen the new one, obviously. Um, and Sasha knows that I'm a big fan of the original film and the original film. When you watch it, it looks like a stage production because majority of the film is on a sound stage. I would say 90 98% of the film is on the soundstage, except for maybe the opening sequence and and when they're in the playground. But other than that, the film is on stage and is on a soundstage. So, and, and you kind of get that feel by watching the movie, but then you're taken away by the great cinematography, the, the dancing, the singing, and the cast. And the majority of the cast a lot of those um, bit players and extras were from the Broadway production. Right, right. And so that made it work. And then you had Jerome Robbins, who was from the Broadway production as the co-director. So you had you had you so you had Broadway and Hollywood coming together and they made this incredible movie. I went No, into... no, stop right there. I know what you're going to okay. say, so I don't want to hear the part where you're not going to be into this movie. But let's just listen. No, I, I wasn't going to say anything like that. I, oh. I, I'm, I'm saying I'm looking forward to seeing the remake. That's oh, okay. what I was going to say. All right. Okay, okay. Um, I, I, say, I would advise I people just go to see it as its own thing and think this is a movie version of the play West Side Story. And there are nods to the the, the Robert Wise, but but Spielberg very deliberately does not try to compete with Robert Wise for visuals, which he could have done. He could have gone in there and been a big show off, but he doesn't do that. So I think that is to his credit. He's showing respect. And, you know, the thing about West Side Story is that if it had come out in a year where there were like, you know, 20 of the greatest movies, you know, you might not have thought too much about it. Like you might have thought, yeah, that's a good movie. But the when you, when you compare it with everything else, you know, that's really where it, I think, gains its strength. Um, is comparing it to to some of the other movies that we've seen this year that are supposedly Oscar movies that aren't quite on that level, you know? It's cinematic, you know? And so many of these other things we see, they could just play on TV just as easily, you know? Or they're not, they're little indies, you know? You don't often see these big set pieces, these big Hollywood movies, you know? And, And I think the industry's been missing them. And so whenever I see one come along, I'm just like, wow, you know, because you just don't see it very mm-hmm. much, you know, even Dune, I would put in that category, you know. So if you're looking at the best that, picture race. That I mean, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. You, you, I, go ahead I was just going to finish it off by saying that if the best picture race is dominated by these big movies, Dune, West Side Story, um, I mean, even Last Duel, if it gets in there, probably won't. But being the Ricardos and, and uh, Belfast, and King Richard, 
you know, you really are looking at a juicy slate of best picture that they can't say about this, that it isn't, you know, that it isn't, they're not making movies for the public and, and that they're not plugged in because these are, these are as good as it gets for movies, you know? Mm-hmm. That's all I was going to say. So I, what I'm saying is the bottom line is if they don't go totally indie, if they stay with these movies, well, Power of the Dog obviously is also very cinematic. I shouldn't have left that out. Um, and if they go with the indie movies um, only and they don't go with those these big movies and they ignore them, then they'll be making a huge mistake, I think. I agree with that. I thought it was an interesting comparison you made to Dune because nobody, no one would say that, that this year's Dune is a remake of David Lynch's Dune. Nobody would right, say that because right. it's it's not it's a it's it's a it's another version of the novel and so that when you go back to the original source material, which is they do with theater productions all the time, on even on stage you have different different productions of of the play on Broadway over the years revivals right and it's not a re, those those I don't consider to be remakes just like um. What else is it like? Um, like True Grit, for example. True Grit was mm-hmm. not the Coen's version was not a remake of the John Wayne version by any means. It went back to the original source material, and Mildred Pierce, the it was the TV version by Todd Haynes, was in no way, no way connected to the original uh, Joan Crawford version. Right, it totally right. went back to the original source material, and did it another way, interpreted the original source material so i believe it sounds like to me that's what spielberg has done and what and not just spielberg but tony kushner too they've gone back and they've revamped and redone and reinvigorated the original source material Mm. and from what i understand tony kushner really added a lot to the book of the play that didn't even exist in the original at all yeah and i'm I'm definitely gonna tell we can talk about that when everybody gets to see it this movie opens on um december i mean i'm only saying like i don't want to spoil these things for you guys because you you want to see this fresh you know um december 10th is when it opens so you can go and see it then wait (laughs) just one last thing on Um, spielberg he did have to watch my little summer of the shark netflix thing because we had to get his what? approval in order to use all the Jaws oh, footage. Man. So oh, that's why great. he's thanked at the end. Thank you, Steven Spielberg. So that's as close as to Steven Spielberg. I mean, but he's seen my personal story. He's <laughs> seen how awesome. like Jaws changed my life when I was 10. So that's pretty cool, right? Like That's a good story. Mm-hmm. So anyway, moving on. Let's go to Twitter, shall we? Um, do you guys have the questions? <laughs> well, I don't want to waste do. their time. These guys are I, only I, on I, for a no, little while. No I, no, I understand. It's just I, the only reason I kind of chuckle there is like, Enough about Twitter. Now let's move on to Twitter. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. But we're cutting all that out. No, right. This is a different kind of Twitter that we're going to be This is nice about. Twitter. Yeah. This is good because, listen, yeah, for all the complaining I do about Twitter, like I have to say that there are – I get so many nice – private messages from people and you know i love the awards daily family the people who've been coming back for years who a lot of them will come back to me and say you know i gave you a lot of shit i just want you to know now i see that you were right i'm really sorry about that you know and um i like having those conversations you know and i'm happy about that i'm happy that you know people can feel like you know they've come they've come to a different realization and they've reevaluated their impression of somebody you know it's a good thing um, so anyway, our awards daily family is pretty cool. And so we sent out a question and what did we get back? I can go first. Um, mm-hmm. uh, this is actually a segue from our recent question mark conversation about West Side Story. The question is from, uh, Gabriel T. Uh, Acevedo, um, West Side Story screened. And I have two questions. Does Ariana DeBose make Anita her own enough for an Oscar nod? 
And second question, does Rita Moreno have the material to get her in for the same movie and for which she won for 60 years ago, essentially a remake of the movie that got her her first Oscar? Well, I guess I have to answer these since I'm the only one who's seen it. <laughs> um, I, just my gut feeling is yes, yes to both of those. Though. The, I gut, mean, the I gut feeling is right. I, I, um, they, we'll start with Rita Moreno. So basically Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner have um, put her as a very central character in this She's not mm -hmm. on the side. I think people might have thought like every so often she shows up and she says a line. She's not. She's she's very central. She plays the character that um, Tony stays with. It was played by a man um, in the original. But in this, she's married to a, a gringo. And she's, you know, and and her scenes with Tony are some of the most powerful in the movie. Um, he gives over a big song to her, which I won't tell you what it is. To, so not to ruin the surprise. But um she is pretty fuck. She's pretty central to the um, to the uh, to the movie. I mean, almost as though Steven Spielberg wanted to revisit the story through the eyes of Anita, grown up in a way. You know, mm, that's um, great. I love that. Yeah. So Ariana DeBose has a great part, right? And you know, she is as with everybody in this movie. She has very big shoes to fill. You, I don't think. I don't think. Um, I, I, again, like, I think it's better just to see it as its own thing and try not to compare because, you know, they, how do you compare with perfection? But mm -hmm. um, she's incredibly fun to watch. She's really lively. She absolutely makes it her own. Um, her best scenes, just as with um, uh, Rita Moreno when she was young, are towards the end, you know, when, when, when the, that stuff happens to her and she has to, she, she goes through a transformation. Honestly, her song... Is it just called America or is it I want to live in America? I don't know, but it's America. 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 That is a true mm -hmm. showstopper. Like it actually got applause in the in the audience. And this was like a poker faced critics crowd, but it was so full of life mm -hmm. and so beautiful. And she just kills it. I mean, you're what I was watching that and I was thinking, okay, she's gonna win the Oscar. <laughs> she's gonna win it. Cause she she reminded me of Catherine Zeta Jones in Chicago. Mm -hmm. But um but then I saw Rita Moreno's part, and I was like, "Oh no!" So now who's going to win? But but to the to the question of does Rita Moreno have a big enough part? Yes, she does. Is she beloved enough to win? Yes, she is. Would it be really weird if a person won again for playing the same part? Yeah, it would be weird. But you know, mm -hmm. weird stuff happens sometimes at the Oscars. Well, it's not the same part. She's not playing. Anita, mm. right? Right. No, you're right. For the same movie. Yeah, you're right. right. Sorry. I think, the, I think I think a lot of the voters would really love that to book end a career like that and pay pay homage and tribute to her extraordinary career and all, all the the groundbreaking stuff she's done over the decades. And I think that it, I think that there's some people that you expect that they would want to do that with. Like we all, we all kind of expected that might happen with Stallone, but mm -hmm. for some reason they right. didn't. And, but I think that this is a more, this is a more likely scenario that they could do that for her. I, I think, I think that it, it would bring the house down. Honestly, yeah, if right? she won that because she pretty much brought the house down anyway, just her appearance on this movie. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it is a little bit of a bummer because, Ariana DeBose is so good and, and, you know, has a pretty good chance of winning that, but it's really hard to compete with, I think with Moreno because not just because of who she is, but because of how good she is in the part, you know, she's actually really, really good. And she has some of the best scenes. Yeah. But I think she's Moreno, probably going to win actually. Now that I think but about if it. Moreno wins, it would be the longest Oscar break 
60 years, no one's <laughs> 60 year break from the first to now. If she wins, that's like the longest yeah, that's break. That's pretty long. And she would be the first person to win an Oscar for a film and its remake. You know what I mean? It's like she'll be the right. first person yeah. to, to win. Oh, to for an, sure, for sure. To, to I, win Oscars. Yeah, no, it's true. But honestly, you know, I can't think of a better sort of sweeter tribute to that movie, um, which has been so influential in Oscar history, and it is the most awarded musical it's um you know robert wise is a god among directors in the academy as we all remember from the scorsese debacle um so i think that he uh i think that there's a chance that some of the academy members are going to feel a little um I nostalgic don't know. no i think that no. there might be a little bit of grousing just a little bit about certain things in this movie that that we can talk about um I don't know. I think that Spielberg was respectful enough that that's not going to happen. But, but you know, there's always a chance that the old timers are like, no way that other, you know, he, he can't remake the, the greatest, one of the greatest movies of all time. And he shouldn't even, and, you know, we, but I don't, so I don't know that this is a best picture winner, but it's, you know, it's going to get probably be the nominations leader and it's, it's going to win, you know, it's going to win some major awards. So talking about America, the number America. I mean, I for me that is one of the the, the best five minutes in in cinema history. I have watched the original of that. Maybe I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be surprised if I've watched it 150 or 200 times. I love that 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 song in the original so much. I know. I, it I know. And this and is over. this is comparable, honestly. It really is. Really? Oh my gosh! I'm just like uh, it gives me chills to hear you say that. Yeah. No. It seriously I is. Wait. I mean, it. there's so much to this movie that I want to talk about, but I don't want to spoil it. So. Yeah. All right, Mark. What's let's, the next uh, one? Let's go to the next one. Yeah. So we have uh, Leon Murray voiceover uh, asked us which contender has the most shrapnel now that West Side Story has blown up the entire race. Do you see director, <laughs> do you see director coming down to Campion versus Spielberg? Is that for me, or does somebody else want to answer that? Um, if I'm answering it, um, I think Spielberg has won two Oscars. If he wins three, he'll be tying with um, William Wyler and Frank... Capra? Capra. And then Frank John Capra. Ford has the most with four. So I don't think that he's going to... He could. I mean, I think that Jane Campion and Power of the Dog is so good that... Uh, yeah, I mean, it. yes, right now it feels like it, it does suck up a lot of the, the oxygen. It does feel like that. But, you know, remember, it's, it's only the beginning of December and voting doesn't even start till the end of January. And so whatever's going to... How the conversation goes, what has staying power look, you don't know what could happen. Like if a movie doesn't hit at the box office, it, it deflates. Even though mm -hmm. we're not counting box office, it somehow slightly dims in people's eyes, you know? So we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how the story is going to play out. I still have Campion winning just based on not even the fact that she's a woman or that she's Jane Campion, but just based on the power of her movie, the power of the dog. I mean, I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a director winner, um, a West Side Story, I think, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it does put these two movies head to head because it's both adapted screenplays, um, you know, supporting actress. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think I think to get to his the first part of that with which film took the most shrapnel or most damage, I guess, is what he means uh, from West Side Story. 
I'm going to stick with what I've kind of been saying for a while, which is in the Heights. I think, you know, when you look Mm -hmm. at, they're not going to put three or four musicals in there. Right. Right. And if, if West side Story's in, you got to imagine tick, tick, boom is ahead of at least in the Heights. And then there's Cyrano. Right. So I think, Mm -hmm. I think the film that takes the biggest hit or shrapnel would be in the Heights. I thought that, but I also thought that just, and I don't know if this will materialize, but I thought that just the idea of, of West Side Story will bring in In the Heights more because uh, there's no way Lin-Manuel Miranda wasn't completely formed uh, by and influenced by West Side Story. Like, it's probably the movie that made him want to be, you know, to make musicals. And so I feel like there is a, they're both, a, you know, he's Puerto Rican. Um, I think that there's kind of a thing where it's possible that they could, it could help it actually. That's sort of how I see it. Um, I think it hurts movies. Like I think it hurts King Richard actually, because I think it pushes ahead of King Richard to come up, up into the territory of power of the dog and and Belfast. It's up in that area. Oh, wow. That's how I see it anyway. But yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Clarence. I was just going to say talking about box office, King Richard, you know, I know it's on HBO Max, but, uh, you know, it, it pretty much bombed um, yeah. when it, it's been out for two weeks. And I think it's only made like between 11 and 13 million. Yeah, no, that that's a good example of something that people are excited about until one little thing, even though you can rationalize it away and you can say it, you can explain it a million different ways. But it, it it's a, just about this sort of thing you can't. It's, it's perception, it's testosterone, it's, it's how people feel when they think about something and people feel good about winners, you know, and, and, uh, I still think that it, I'm not saying it's out completely. I'm just saying had it opened and done really, really well, that would have mm-hmm. been one narrative, you know, but it, but it opening and not doing well is another narrative. You know what I mean? Yeah. That leads us to another question that we had, um, from, um, John Enzalone. Is it me or is the Will Smith frontrunner thing just all talk at this point? I know he hasn't won an Oscar yet, but his pop- popularity has waned a bit. His film got good, not great reviews, and it didn't do well at the box office. I feel like someone else will emerge. Do you guys want to take that on since I've been talking too much? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a couple of things I don't agree with in the question, just no offense. But yeah, I the, the reviews were good to great. Like, you know, the, the Rotten Tomato score was like 90, 92. I mean, it... it you know, I I feel like it got better than good reviews. Yeah, no, I he's doing a. I got in just got invited to a fancy screening up at the Ross House on the fourth um, of December with him. You know, but it's one of those things you have to take a test. So I don't know if I'll do it. I might. We'll see. But um, but he's definitely campaigning. Uh, he's definitely out there. Um, I would say my own opinion is that the front, if, if it's not Will Smith, it's going to be Benedict Cumberbatch, I think. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's a very likely trajectory that something similar happens to last year where Anthony Hopkins starts picking up steam and Bath picked up steam in BAFTA and then went on to win the Oscar. And I think, um, Benedict Cumberbatch is almost guaranteed to win BAFTA this year. Uh, and yeah, that been would a, be insane if he did. Yeah, no, you go ahead. If he gets nominated uh, for BAFTA, he might not. Right, because of the panels, the right. weird jury panel thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I still have Benedict number two, so I guess that would be my answer as well. But I, I still think this is Will Smith to lose. It's I don't know, just seems like an Oscar type performance, and I think you know when when folks do have the screener and, and sit down in front of it, they're going to feel good mm-hmm. about it. 
How mm. you'll know is if it gets a Best Picture nomination, which it should very easily. If it gets a Best Picture nomination, yes, he's probably going to win. If it doesn't, then no, he's not going to win. Because Best Actor mm. and Best Picture tied. I, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Do you think Do you think it's dropped that far, though? To where it may not be. I, I well, I mean, too. again, think about the end of January. Like, it's hard yeah. to keep, it's going to be hard to keep these movies alive, especially if, like, let's say Nightmare Alley is really good. Now you're pushing all these other movies ahead of a movie that people, you know, were excited about and then maybe not so excited about now. I don't know. Like, I, I guess we'll just have to see. I, I would not predict Will Smith because I think that once people see it, they're charmed by him and charmed by that performance in that movie. And they love the girl, you know, the two women, uh, Venus and Serena Williams. And so I think yeah, that they're going to want to. But you... has a, uh, I have a question. Has an actor, has an actor or actress won an Oscar for a film that came out and then it bombed, but they end up still winning the Oscar? Yeah, I mean. Oh, sure. There's, no. there's, there's, I mean, the first one comes to mind for me is Julianne Moore just won a few years ago for, I don't even remember the name of the movie, and I love Still it. Alice. Still Alice, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that didn't do too well at the box office. I, I don't no. know. And the uh, Iron oh, Lady. The Iron Lady. Yeah. Yeah. I, can, I can imagine it. Well, the problem with this is they opened it so big, and so they opened it in a bunch yeah. of, like, they wouldn't have opened Still right. Alice in 3,000 theaters, right. you know. Sure. So that's the problem for King Richard is that they everybody thought it was, I thought, Everybody, Ann Thompson, everybody thought it was going to be a huge hit, or at least a hit, but we just yeah. didn't factor in that people weren't going to the movies, especially if it's on HBO Max, they're not going to go. They're just not going to yeah, go. Sure. You know? Yeah, and HBO doesn't promote, or doesn't uh, produce numbers, but I I don't know how many people actually watched it on HBO Max. I don't either. And Do you, Go ahead. Because yeah. you, you look at the, um, and this is one, this, this is not a foolproof mechanic, but you look at the... Uh, the user ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very high, but it's it's based on a relatively small sampling. Like it's between 500 and 1,000 ratings. And usually when something has been out for two, three weeks, you get two, three, you know, much higher. Mm -hmm. the Another thing the that... streamers do when they, when, they, when they release any information at all about, about viewership, the way they measure that is just who tunes in and watches even 10 minutes or 12 minutes of the movie. They don't even say that you have to watch the entire movie in order for it to count as being viewed. And that's equivalent to buying a ticket to a movie in a theater and then walking out after 10 minutes. Right. If you switch the channel after 10 minutes, why can that how can that even count as as ranking the movie as as far as how many people saw it? Because they didn't really see it at all. But are these movies being shown on, on HBO Max and Netflix because of the pandemic? Or are they just initially going to, to those um, streamings? With Warner, yes, that's their distribution strategy for because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, when do you guys think it's going to end? When the pandemic ends? When they're going to not do it anymore? Except for maybe Netflix. That that's will the show big their question. Movies? You know, that's the big question. We'll see how it goes. We're not out of it yet. Um. So, all right. So, let's. Is there another question? Because we've got 10 minutes here, yeah. so we got to move through this. Oh, yeah. I think there were like 10 or 11 questions altogether. Oh, shit. Okay. What's the next one? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll just jump in. Uh, since NBR... Uh, this is... Um, why do I always get the people's names I can't pronounce? <laughs> I apologize for bur for butchering this. Um, Brent uh, Kudahe? Kudahe. Yeah, I like Kudahe. Okay. Good. Since NBR... 
NBR push back their winter announcement date to screen West Side Story and Nightmare Alley? Do you think either or either or both of those films gets in and ultimately gets in an Oscar? So I know, Sasha, you had predicted uh, before you even saw West Side Story. I think you predicted West Side Story to win NBR. Did I? I, I don't remember. You. <laughs> You're um, like I, me. I, five I minutes after I make my selections, I cannot. I, I couldn't take. A, I couldn't pass an exam on what I. What I, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, despite I that, I did pretty well in the Gotham's. I mean, I didn't get yeah, screenplay. You did. I you did. had like six out of eight or something. I know. So. It was pretty amazing. Like, it's when you don't care yeah. that you do really well. You yeah. know, you're just throwing them off. I only got but, three. I only got three of the Gotham's, right, I think. Yeah. I, I was happy to see I that the guy from um, CODA got in. I, it makes me yeah. happy. I'm thinking maybe yeah. he'll have a shot now at a supporting nomination, you know? Definitely helps, yeah. And he could win, man. We don't have a front runner in that category. So, like, nope. he, he could win that. He really could, especially if CODA gets in for Best Picture. Quickly, I do think the answer is that they both do stand a good chance. West Side Story and Nightmare Alley. Oh yeah. Unless sorry. Nightmare Alley is just a, an a, unexpected, unexpectedly, some kind of weird kind of failure that I just can't even conceive that it will be because it looks too striking to be anything otherwise. But I think that they, both of them stand a good chance to be in both with the NBR and with the Oscars. Yeah, I'll tell you guys a little bit of quick Oscar intel, really fast. Don't pay attention to Twitter, film Twitter. Mm. Don't listen to those guys. <laughs> they will pollute your head. That is that is noise, not signal. And you you watch them and you see they're fretting and and this and that over these various. They they create their own reality. And the next thing you know, they've got Licorice Pizza winning original screenplay over Belfast. It's like no, <laughs> not gonna happen, people. Sorry. <laughs> no. It's yeah, not. I just I just got a message from uh, from Joey, um, who actually asked a question that we should get to. Um, and, and it just fits really well with what you just said. He said, um, I'd really like to share that um, all the non-musical loving yahoos on Twitter are going to make me reach for a knife and stab everyone <laughs> 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 with their reactions all over the place to West Side Story. Oh, the, no, uh, I don't want to hear what they have to say. I don't care. <laughs> no, that's Well, so you mean. know, it's 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 people who don't appreciate musicals, who don't appreciate that form of filmmaking you know, who love Paul Thomas Anderson, for example, and weigh in on this thing. And they just absolutely say it's, you know, it's this, it's that it's with this defiant yeah. attitude that well, just makes me sick. No, and that exactly. many people have seen it though. How, how the screen didn't screen for very many people yet. Did no, it? not I mean, really. It, it's not what, well, it was, it was all media in New York and LA, but here's the thing about licorice pizza. Licorice pizza is, has anybody else seen it besides me? No, not yet. Um, okay. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting move. It's, it's, you know, I remember, um, Michael Palin's line in a fish called Wanda. He's like, you've got great hair and you dress really interestingly <laughs> like that. <laughs> that has how you can kind of describe, um, licorice pizza. It's very, it dresses very interestingly. Like it's an interesting movie. Um, the fact that they think that it's going to go over big with like the boomers in the academy, like the baby boomers, the guys, you know, they're not the licorice pizza types, you know, like there is a group of people that are definitely um, going to go for licorice pizza. And it's probably like the LA film critics are going to probably go for it. It's probably going to win like best picture and, you know, uh, best actress. I could see them doing that. You know, that the actress in that movie is going to be totally like film critic candy. Like they're all going to go for her. Because that gives them this, you know, they, they like to pick people who 
are kind of off the beaten path and are interesting, odd choices, you know? They like less the like front runners with a capital F. They don't, I mean, but then again, there's Kristen Stewart, so they're not going to pass her up. So she's probably going to sweep the critics. But, you know, I could see uh, Licorice Pizza picking up a lot of things. I think they like the fact that they like it and not a lot of other people are going to. Um, but you can't compare it with Belfast. I mean, in terms of what the Academy is going to go for. So they're not going to go. You know, I could pick Belfast, which is about to win Best Picture for for screenplay, but I think I'm going to pick Licorice Pizza instead. It's like, why? Why would they? They have no reason to do that. It's not going to be a Best Picture frontrunner. Um, they don't have any sort of social justice uh, urgency to pick Paul Thomas Anderson. They didn't pick him for, I don't believe, for did he win for screenplay for There Will Be Blood? No, I think No Country did that. No. Yeah. Right. So yeah, no if they didn't give it to him then... You know, like, I don't see how they're going to do it for this. I think he will win a bunch of Oscars one day, but I don't, I don't know that this is the movie for that. So, it, but that's a very film Twitter movie. Very much so. Like, God, I've never seen film Twitter love a movie more than they love Licorice Pizza. And I didn't hate it. I just, I don't think that you can go and start saying best original screenplay is not going to go to Belfast. You know, then you're going to have to start thinking about the fact that it's not going to win best picture, you know, which is fine. It might not. But it, it's not going to then be replaced by, especially when you have being the Ricardos in the original screenplay too, you know. And mm -hmm. and uh, I think uh, I think you forgot Lady Bird exists. I think that's uh, that's film Twitter's all time favorite thing. Yes, and granted that we did never, win we never screenplay. Heard the, the end of that. But she wasn't up against the Best Picture frontrunner, yeah. so. Right. All right. So all right, what's next? So the the next one is from Flea two oh eight. They asked, how do you see film editing and cinematography playing out? How many black and white films get in? That's a tough one for me. So you guys better do that one. Well, I don't think cinematography is going to be made up of all black and white films. I think it's it's Belfast or it's um, Macbeth. Yeah, those are, the two, those are the two black and whites I have as well. And then I round out with Dune, Power of the Dog, and... I'd be between Spencer West Side Story and maybe Come On, Come On to round out the fifth spot. Yeah, what's really interesting is that in October, we all talked about how Dune was going to be a major crafts player. Many people, I don't know yeah. if anybody here said that, but many people said, you know, it's just going to sweep the crafts. Well, here comes West Side Story and is a more traditional crafts mm -hmm. film that the, the bulk of the Academy can get behind. And I think it's going to be a much stronger player than people anticipated in categories like editing and cinematography and production design and mm -hmm. costumes. Yep. Um, that cinematography, Genus, I mean, that's that's getting in. Yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah. they're going to pick movies that they love, and it's going to be really hard not to love West Side Story. And I mean, I, so am, I, am, keeping, I am keeping out, a, you know, I am keeping in my mind the idea that it might not, it might go south. You know, it might not be as beloved as it is right now, but for yeah. right this second. Yeah. But my theory is that power of the dog is actually going to win cinematography because it's going to go with mm -hmm. best director. And it's so a woman. We, yeah. And it's a woman. Do we think it's, do we think it's Macbeth, Belfast, Dune, power of the dog and West side story? Those five in some order. Mm -hmm. That sounds, yeah. that sounds right to me. Yeah. Uh all right, so what about editing then? Another tough one, but but I tell you, West Side Story is getting in for that for sure. All right, so for editing, we uh, we need I, I assume Belfast, Power of the Dog, maybe West Side Story. Mm -hmm. Do we think 
Dune? The, well, Gold Derby certainly thinks so. They have it at number yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, there's then, always a there's yeah, always a film that gets in that isn't the the obvious choice. And I'm you know, I'm wondering if something like Being the Ricardos can't get in there because that is crackerjack. Like Cracker Jack, I think, because mm-hmm. you're going on the Aaron Sorkin dialogue. And there's also um, the multiple storylines and the subplots. Everything is, is juggled really well and everything great. seems really balanced. And you always know where you are and when you are in being the Ricardos. I think you're right on the money there, Clarence. I think that's a really good guess. And I think Nightmare Alley, for the same reason, there's so much going on, so many different. Too, like, like someone said about Magnificent Ambersons in 1941 at the previous screening, they said there's too many plots. There's too many plots. Nightmare yeah. Alley. There's really like a lot of plot going on, and if if it's if if it's handled well, so that you're always situated mentally and you know what's going on, when and where, I think mm-hmm. Nightmare Alley could also do well in editing. And, and that was one of my biggest complaints about House of Gucci. Just real quick, sorry, Sasha. Oh, no, um, okay. Was I had no idea where in time I was or where in the world I was. Right. Sometimes they were in Milan. Sometimes they were in New York. <laughs> no, I know, I couldn't man. tell you at all. All the buildings looked exactly alike. The Gucci offices in Milan looked, looked just like the ones in New York. Some At one point, they were in New York, and, and then all of a sudden, they were driving up to his father's house in, in Tuscany or wherever yeah. it was from. No, I, no sense of place or time. That movie's oh. a, hot, a hot mess. I mean, it's a hot mess. A little bit, a little bit. There's no other way to describe it. It's just, it's all a hot it was, mess. It was a challenging review to write. We'll just say that. <laughs> um, but you did say that um, Lady Gaga could still oh, yeah. get a nomination. She's great. Yeah, I think she. I think she's, she's really good up until, in my opinion, the the last scenes where she has to be really serious, and then I feel like it's a little bit harder for her to handle those scenes. But in the beginning, she's fantastic. You know. Well, it I feel like they, campy it's me. not that's that. And that's somebody we were talking not about, enough. it's not. Yeah, we were talking about the um, how the advertisements uh, spoiled you for a movie. I think the advertisements absolutely did this in because it made it look like it was this hilarious camp fest with all these scenes from Studio 54, which didn't even end no. up in the final cut. It's this long oh, brooding, wow. like weird father son in a garage and like it's all these scenes it's like i don't care about any of these characters <laughs> i only care about lady gaga's character like tell me that story yeah. i don't want to hear about yeah. the sons and the this and that I, like it didn't interest me at all but um i think you should also keep in mind for king richard for editing only because of the tennis scenes i think there's a yes. chance that that could be that's the one i that's the one i didn't get to that i have in my five so i think the top six, it sounds like, in any order: Belfast, Dune, Power of the Dog, King Richard, West Side Story, and Being the Ricardos are the are the six that do we yeah. agree on? I, yeah, some, for some now. Fashion. Yeah. And we literally yeah. only have one more movie to go, and then we can close this baby out. At least, you know, in terms of figuring out, um, you know, where it's going. But uh, yeah, okay. So, what's the next one? Question. Um, do you think any any international films could be nominated for a director or screenplay, or is the other competition just too strong this year? And that <laughs> that comes from Nostra Dumbass. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a I great name. I love that name. Yeah. I need to reinvent myself on Twitter called Nostra Dumbass. I was like, that's gonna make my my life happier. Um, yeah, Pedro, man, for Parallel Mothers, he yeah, could get in there. For sure. It just depends. Sorrentino. On- also for a hand of God, uh, I don't uh, think. So. Do you think? Not, no, not really. Me. Oh. Not me. No, not me. But some. I, th- but I, I. I think Almodovar's got the best shot. 
I thought okay. so too, Ryan, but um, I was really surprised when you look at the reviews, critics are not going there for uh, Hand of God. And it, it, maybe it's not a critics movie. Maybe it's a an Academy sort of coming of age movie that they fall in love with. But, you know, with so much competition, if the critics aren't going to go there for an international film, then I oh. don't see it. I'm toying with pulling it out of my five for international, to be honest. Oh, wow. Yeah, I liked, I I liked it, but I also yeah. liked that they sent that the, that the that the swag box that Netflix sent. You could like furnish an apartment with it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> nice. They sent so many things, so many really nice lavish things. I am just overwhelmed by the way that they they bear you in, in sweet swag. I I have to say I'm not getting any of that, man. But that's okay. I mean that's not really? like I want it, but I didn't get that hand to God thing. But that's okay because. I've got enough swag to last me a life. You'd always just send me your swag anyway. You'd send me a big box of your swag at the end of every season. I know. You don't want that stuff. Speaking of swag, uh, um, and this is very quick. Sorry, it's just a total segue. But uh, um, National Geographic has this Will Smith um, Earth series or some sort of documentary. Oh, about, I did uh, get him. that. Yeah. No. Did thanks. you get those night vision goggles? I did. Those yeah. are insane. What? So they yes, work? They awesome. Do they, yeah, they do they work? Huh? They do work. They re oh, really well. Awesome. It's got like infrared it like, red lighting. In is it like um, she ru it rubs the lotion on its skin or else it <laughs> yes. That's right. exactly what it is. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, yeah, we gotta we gotta cut it in like ten minutes because I got some stalking to do. Oh no! <laughs> no I'm oh god! Let's get to Joey's. So Joey, my, Joey Moser, eighty three, uh, asked, "Do you think people underestimated West Side Story just because it's a remake?" I find it bonkers that people had such low expectations for it, given Spielberg Kushner performance-driven cast. Hmm. Also. What movies are we underestimating with the Best Picture Ten? Anything you'd want people to revisit? Um, or I will learn how to speak, Joey. I would just say yeah. at, this, at the Sorry. outset that I was not one of those people that was underestimating Wes. I always had it in. I always had it considered. I always had him in my because okay. I love Spielberg. But I, I agree that most people were kind of writing it off and, and saying, "No, I don't think it's going to be very good. I don't even think it's going to get in." Blah blah blah. But I figured that. You know, there was a 50-50 chance anyway, and why not err on the side of it's probably going to be good. Mm -hmm. But but I even I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Like, I really think despite, you know, you can watch movies um, now, like, for instance, I just watched 1984, which was pretty much roasted by the critics when it came out. And um, it just well, wasn't ready. Burton. Yeah, with Richard Burton and uh, John Hurt. Right, and yeah. it's so good. And it's like it just needed... People, it just needed time to catch up with it to become thought mm. of as a great movie and I was also watching um, not to be totally pretentious and fall off the and you can kind of tell where my thinking is going by these movies that I'm talking about but <laughs> Jean Renoir's Re Rules of the Game I just watched oh, for the yeah. first time and mm -hmm. boy that movie he it got so badly roasted when it came out they did not like to be criticized the French when it, when it came out and he had to cut it way down to like I don't know, it was like 80 minutes or something. And, and they only recently figured out how to bring back all that old footage and recut it to, to be the original. Right, uh -huh. yeah. um, and I'm just saying, like, that never misses Sight and Sound's greatest films of all time. But when it came out, it was not well received. So you just never know. You know, time is really what figures out what's going to be a great movie or not. However, given that, even still, watching West Side Story, I, was, I just kept thinking to myself, this is so good. I can't believe how good this movie is. Like, 
just on a you know cinema cinematography level on a on a Spielberg being incredibly disciplined level like he's not usually that disciplined of a director you know but he really just he focuses on the performances he doesn't do a lot of showy shots you know it's just it's really like very lean um and really like focusing in on people's faces it's 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 very good so yeah i think people underestimated it because i think they thought it was going to be like always or whatever like some sappy spielberg mm-hmm. you know overly sentimental kind of thing but it's it's just not that you know i mean uh, it's a sentimental movie of course but um, i like the adjective you used on your in your in your tweet about it calling it earthy i love that I, I, I love the just imagining what that will mean on screen yeah because the the original was really not what i would call earthy it was gritty you know in a way that movies weren't especially musicals where no one had ever seen a musical that was on that was a street musical like that before in 1960 but i wouldn't have called it earthy because it was just too like like you said earlier michael it's just really stagey i have to not um, stagey but i mean on stage oh no it is it's and it's so beautifully made but i have to rewatch that movie because i know spielberg does a lot of shots from down below um, and so you're looking up at these characters and like, you know, that you do you feel like, well, where I was sitting anyway, you feel like you just reach out and touch them. They're so close to you. Like, it's just, it's just incredible. Um, great filmmaking. It's going to get like every nomination. <laughs> I swear to God it is. It'd be like Lincoln. Lincoln came you know in what? with like 12. The strange thing is that the 61 version one got 11 nominations and the only Oscar it didn't win was screenplay. Oh wow! Interesting. It wow. lost screenplay. Okay. Who? What won? What won the I, screenplay? Then? I think Splendor in the Grass won. Screenplay. I think wow. it, it probably didn't win because of of Romeo and Juliet. They probably thought this is just Romeo and Juliet, you know. Yeah. Okay. So next question. The second the second part of Joey's question was: What movies are we underestimating with the Best Picture ten? Anything you'd want people to revisit? Well, uh, just keep in mind that we are talking about 10 now. We're not talking about what mm-hmm. we used to talk about. This would be a really easy year for people to just go in and put down five, like they usually do, five or six. But they have to fill mm-hmm. in 10. So they have to find movies from somewhere. You know, what, what did they like? What movies did they like this year? You know, um, it's, it's coming down to a year where it would probably be better if they only had five, you know. Um, in my opinion, it's not exactly a year where, you know, you could – stuff 10 in there but oh i'm not i'm on the other end of that i there's like 20 i want to see get in oh yeah so what, mm, why don't I you answer that, that too. especially go ahead what, what, mark why don't you what which ones do you think are that you'd like to see get so in? i think i think one that people so i'll give you two i think one that i'm not hearing a lot about that i think i would love people to give a, a chance is come on come on mm-hmm. and i think the one that at least our site is underestimating is probably the lost daughter yeah, I was going to say that too. After the Gotham's, yeah, as well. right. When yeah. it tying um, Moonlight for the most Gotham's one. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely a film critics movie. We knew that coming out of Telluride. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, sure. I, I I definitely think that it has a shot at a best picture. But what do you want to do? Do your best picture ten right now, and and tell me which you would drop for Lost Daughter. Right now, I have Belfast, King Richard, Power of the Dog, Dune, West Side Story. And then Nightmare Alley, Licorice Pizza, Tick, Tick, Boom. Still have Spencer and Coda. So the the two, obviously, at the end are the ones I'm least confident in, Spencer and Coda. But mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'd hate to remove either one of those for Lost <laughs> No, exactly. But I, I do think of those two. Spencer is probably the most yeah. vulnerable. And I also actually, I'm sorry to have to say this, but I kind of think Dune is a little bit um, yeah. vulnerable only because I'm, you know, you still need to be a, a number one favorite to get in, even though it's expanded. You still need, yeah. I think, that number one. I have to check with Marshall on that, though, but I'm pretty sure you still need 100 number one votes. And so we have you to need just... more than that. Now, now that there's 9,000 members, I think you need more than 100 votes. I think that we got to bump that number up. There's 9,000 members now. 9,000 voters. So I think it's got to be more than 100 number one votes. But well, again, guys... Marshall would know. But when it comes to Doom, do you guys think that they might do what they did with Lord of the Rings? It's like... That's what... I kind they, of think that I do kind of they'll nominate it and then yeah. they'll wait for part two. But, I definitely but, don't think it's winning picture or no, not winning. But what they did with Lord of the Rings is nope. They did the first one. They nominated it. They did the second one. They nominated it. And then they waited for the third one and then it won. So pretty much the whole series pretty much won best picture. So you think they might do that with Doom? So maybe they'll give it a nomination for Best Picture, but wait for the second one to see if it's going to live up to that one. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm. Um, I will say no. I, I think that I think that Dune is is going to be hurt because I think a lot of adults are going to think about it um, and think that's just not that good of a movie. I mean, it's not Lord of the Rings, you know. Um, it's 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 convoluted. It's, it's incredibly beautiful. No, I mean, I think I think that it's really hard to say right now because it's still so early, but Dune's biggest problem is how early it came out, I think. it's It needed to sort of be... Now we're getting all these... We don't usually have so many late breakers, but like we're getting all these movies and, and these movies are the ones that are going to be more fresh in people's minds, you know? I will say that I will have to cop to the fact that I, I am probably underestimating Licorice Pizza as I'm looking on... Um, Gold Derby, almost everybody has it in their top 10. I personally, you know, don't think it's getting in, but when all of the Gold Derby people have it, you know, you do have to rethink your own strategy if you want to do well. Like, you know, even Joyce Aang has it on there, but she also has Don't Look Up and Tragedy of Macbeth, two movies that I don't have. See, um, I think Don't Look Up is not making it into the 10. I, I think the people are, are, I don't know what they're basing that on. If they're basing it on the trailer, I think they've lost their minds because I thought the trailer was terrible. Well, I'll tell you what but. they're basing it on, in my opinion, which is I think that it's it's a it's one of the only political movies. It's one of the only movies that will give certain types of people in the academy feel like they're doing something good with their vote, you know, because it's about climate mm-hmm. change or whatever, and it's it's very you know, in the wheelhouse. And it's about. Yeah, it's about, especially it's about climate deniers. And climate about deniers, that exactly. Yeah. And that's right in their wheelhouse. And, and man, they went for Vice. So it's like, um, I think there's a really good chance that that movie will stand out because of that. Whereas all the other movies don't really. And if they're feeling fiery and cantankerous mm-hmm. and angry, they might go for that. You know, they might go for something that's going to make them, you know, a lot of these other movies are not very political, any of them. Um, right. You know, right. Ricardo's and a movie is. like this, yes, can, being if, the it, if, is, if yeah. the timing is right with the "Don't Look Up," it can. Remember how everyone was really excited about American Hustle, like the day they saw it, and then two days later, everyone kind of like, "What the fuck was that?" You know, it's like they soured on it really quickly. But if if "Don't Look Up" can maintain that, I think it can be sort of 
it can it can it can be I don't if I if it's entertaining at all and if there's any good laughs or anything and people enjoy themselves I think they can they can float on that high and be giddy about it enough to but like you said that's a long time between now and, and the nomination ballots go out so I think that I think it seems like the kind of movie to me that's going to fade in retrospect just put it in put it in your ten you know it's that's a good spot for something you're not quite sure you believe in mm-hmm. Right, you're Probably right. Probably that's yeah. the way a lot of voters are going to do. They're going to put in that market, put it down to number ten on their ballots. You know, they're going to so. vote with their hearts, like I am with Cyrano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess so, but I mean, it really is a blind spot for me, though. It really, really is because I was this guy that I know who's a filmmaker who's on um, Facebook. He wrote a po- long post about it, and what he said is exactly how I felt about it. You know. But, you know, we could just be the odd ducks. You know, we could definitely be people who are the odd men out. But um, because, again, when you look at this, now I can see why people think it's going to win all of these awards. But it's shocking to me because and when you guys see it, tell me what you think, you know, when you actually see the movie. Um, yeah. Because now I, I have to drop out the last duel for to make room for Liquish Pizza, right? Because I have Belfast, Power of the Dog, West Side Story, King Richard, Being the Ricardos, Dune. Nightmare Alley, um, Coda, Don't Look Up, and Licorice Pizza now at number 10. I'll have to move that up a little bit to under Nightmare Alley, or I take Dune out, which I don't feel good yeah, about doing. I, I'm I, not going to take Coda. Too, when we, I think Coda is going to gain some traction from that supporting actor and from Marley Matlin, and it deserves it, frankly. Coda's so, in. So Don't Look Up, do I take it out? Are we just going to uh, give up on The Last uh, Duel and House of Gucci? I think, I, I'd, I'd say The Last Duel is the one to go. Well, what about House of Gucci? So that's not getting in either? Oh, that's that's even further out. Okay, so both and movies it, by Ridley Scott are going to be ignored by the Academy? Uh, uh, for picture, I think. Well, it seems unlikely. <laughs> Roll the uh, dice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so... Um, and, let's re- and I'll reserve judgment on Don't Look Up. I have... I, I, I'm... I have a bad feeling about it for various reasons, but, but, uh, you know, it's, it's silly to eliminate a movie before anyone has ever seen it. And, and um, right. so I'm, I'm kind of, I'll stop, I'll stop running it down until after I see it. But I just, but, I um, mean, I'm, I'm shocked at, at this, the popularity of licorice pizza, very, very shocked when I looked at this. Cause I, I walked out of it thinking, you know, uh, and I talked to people, you know, who were like, no, that was not a good movie. But then you see it on here. You see the support by the critics and you see the support by Gold Derby. You think that, that that's overwhelming. You know, no wonder people a, are going nuts. For there's it, a lot of know. love for PTA, I think, is what it comes down to. And yeah. He's worked yeah. with a lot of people and big tests. So, I don't know. Yeah, I know. But I'm telling you, wait you see it. It's a hot mess, bro. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I'm looking looking forward to seeing it, but. Yeah. Okay. So when you guys see it, we can question? we can revisit uh, our, our, that. Our buddy Rick Friel, yeah. who we have, yeah, yeah. He, he asks, uh, do we think the Beatles get back will get an Oscar nomination? Is it yes. eligible? Yeah, I don't think it's eligible. I don't think okay, so yeah. either. But yeah, I think uh, you know what? I take it back because that one OJ doc uh, no, was right. like a. They stopped yeah, that uh-huh. rule. That they stopped that. Oh, rule. okay. Yeah, you you can't compete say, in the Emmys and the Oscars anymore. I was going to say, I think the OJ one won. Like, it didn't just get nominated. I think it was the mm-hmm. Oscar winner for that category. Right, so, yeah. But yeah, right. if they if they got, uh, you know, it, I'm not sure of any multi-part documentary being nominated. That seems odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my, my guess is it won't be 
eligible. Let's do rapid fire on the last few that we haven't gone to. You want All to? All right, go ahead. That way, that way we can make sure we get to these folks. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead. Scott Kernan, who's the DGA5 at the moment? Well, it's Brana, not... Campion, Spielberg, Villeneuve, and Green. What about oh, you? Green, you think? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm keeping him there. I'm, I still have King Richard number two and Will Smith winning, so I'm going to keep Green in my five for right now. Um, my my DGA five is going to be Campion, Belfast, uh, Campion, Branagh, Spielberg are locked. Um, I have Del Toro. I don't know how that's going to play. I have to see the movie. Um, and I think if Paul Thomas Anderson gets in, he'll get in at the Oscars, not at DGA. And I think that that King Richard is a good guess. Um, I could also see Adam McKay getting in for Don't Look Up, but again, I have to see that movie. I haven't seen it, but. Um, whatever's getting in for DGA five are going to be your strongest best picture contenders. I could see Aaron Sorkin getting in for, uh, being the Ricardos. That's going to be a very audience friendly movie. Um, yeah, so that's a tough one, but I, I got, I got my, right now I would, I would go with Campion, Branagh, uh, Del Toro, Spielberg and Villeneuve. So one woman yeah. Campion. One that's woman, it. right. That's one enough. One. That's enough, Michael. That's all we need. Just one. <laughs> well, do you think that there could be a back-to-back women winning? Back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. definitely. One thing I've noticed you know, about Oscar history is that a lot of times things happen in back-to-back. Like split winners yeah. are back-to-back, and you know, movies with certain nominations are back-to-back. Like they tend to like like to repeat what they did the year before. Weirdly enough, three amigos, like yes, three exactly. out of five years. Yeah, yeah. the Most, only. The only other woman I think that has much of a shot is probably Maggie for Lost Daughter, but yeah, I don't know that there's that's any. That's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go. Let's wrap up with uh, one from Paul Fillingham. Well, just before uh, we do that, I, I want to yeah. toss in my number five yeah. for DGA. Oh, sorry, so, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I, I agree with you on four. Um, Spielberg, uh, Campion, Branagh, Villeneuve, and I'm going to yeah. toss in, uh, Aaron Sorkin because of the large number of TV directors in the DGA. Yeah, good oh. call. Also, good it's thing. a huge step up for him, you know, I think, yeah. as a director. And I think I, I say I, so. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, look, you're going to be like I, the I licorice pizza person. Of, <laughs> you didn't like, you're not going to like being the Ricardo's. I'm going to be the I didn't like uh, licorice pizza. Yeah, oh my God, they're that's gonna, fine. Uh, Listen, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, being the Ricardo's really blew me away. It was so much better than I ever expected it to be. It's really. It's one of my top five movies of the year so far. Right? I really liked it that much. I yeah. know, me too. I, really, yeah. really, yeah. I got to watch it again. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch it again for sure. I'm going to watch that and Lost Daughter <laughs> and give, give them another chance. <laughs> All right, Did you let's just pass that. a stone? I could watch I could watch Lost Daughter again or I could put my hand in boiling water. Actually, I thought oh, she was real. I shouldn't I shouldn't poison your guys' ideas with mine on that because I am a mother no and listening yeah, no to worries. children cry and watching them suffer is not my idea of good time. Uh-huh. But, I just um, got the screener today. My screener arrived today, so I'll, I'll find out soon. I think you'll but, like a lot of it, Ryan. I think you'll like how weird the characters are and has a very European feel to it. Um you know, it's good. a good, she's off to a good start. It's very Spirit Awards friendly. You know, it's one of those. But I think in a year like this where there's so many big movies, it's possible. But look, Netflix, how many movies are they going to get in? They've got um, Power of the Dog. They, they might get um, uh, Don't Look Up and then Lost Daughter 2, 3. I don't think so. And Tick, Tick, Boom, don't forget. Tick, Tick, Boom. Everybody's loving that one. That one's getting huge word of mouth right now. 
Is West Side Story the only? Is that from a big studio? That's 20th Century. I believe. Is that the? So it's Disney. Yeah. Disney. So, yeah. yeah. Disney owns so everything. It, yeah. Is that the only movie that's from a major studio? No. Uh, King Richard is Warner Brothers. Oh, Dune King is Richard Warner Brothers. There's so a lot it, of big studios in there this year. So yeah, it kind of seems to me that it kind of looks like, from what you guys are saying, because I didn't see, I saw some of them, but not all of them. It looks like it's going to be more crowd pleasers getting in this time instead of. We hope. These off, Let's hope yeah, so. That's what it feels like. But I, I hope that um, Aaron Sorkin gets his due because I didn't think he was quite there with his other movies. And I think that he took a big leap forward, I thought, with this. And, you know, Mark, you're the first person that I heard that didn't like it. So yeah, I think so. You know, mm-hmm. kind of surprising. And you, and you liked Chicago 7 so much. I did. I mean, so it, yeah. Yeah. I did. I like. I mean, I didn't dislike it. I just think it's okay. And I liked Kidman a lot, and I thought Bardem was fantastic. And the set designs were great. There's a lot. There's a lot that I like about or respect about. I. I just don't think it's. I don't know. I just love the rat a tat tat. You know, (laughs) like it was so rat a tat tat. To me, it was like up there with a few good men. Like it was just so crackling good. No, really, truly, honestly. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Let's go to Paul Fillingham to, to wrap it up. All so right. he asked, uh, how much do you think the passing of Sondheim impacts the awards race? Sounds like the film is strong, but could a desire to honor Sondheim push it over the top for best picture? Um, for, is for he talking West about, Side Story. Is, yeah, okay, right. Um, Tonight. My, my answer is no, because nothing's beating Belfast. <laughs> I yeah, think that, I don't know how many people really make that much of a a direct connection. I mean, it's not it's not as and the, the West Side Story was such a collaborative effort of so many geniuses. He's one of the five geniuses that made that movie work. I'll tell you what. And so I, yes, exactly, and that that makes that gives it goodwill, and that that helps to dissipate some of the bad will that might have formed by Spielberg daring to take on a Robert Wise masterpiece and i think that that it kind of evens out in in admiration for and a desire to look at man sondheim everybody knows he was a giant and he met with spielberg on the set of this movie everybody's going to be talking about him at every you know at every awards thing anytime spielberg gets to the mic he's going to talk about sondheim um so yeah that's incredibly powerful i also think it's just you know it it, it is a it's a long musical right you guys know west side story so you know it's like not everybody's sure. gonna be able to sit through it right but I will. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying like it's, you know, it's it's not short and sweet. It's it's what it is. You know, it's just, you stretch out, you enjoy. I was riveted, you know, and I think I, I actually, you know, disagree about The Last Duel. It's not film Twitter friendly. It's not cool on Twitter, but it is a full meal of a movie. And if it if it had the right marketing, I think it could get more attention than people are giving it credit for in a different kind of year i could see that being one of the dga5 you know but it's just not getting any sort of heat at all from anyone and 20th century slash disney they're going to dump it for uh, west side story oh yeah for sure no question about it thank and you guys Tick, Tick, boom has a sondheim connection too uh, uh more more tangential than but it is there's name dropping goes on in tick tick boom with sondheim right. he's and, a character I mean, exactly. yeah right right exactly and so um, that's just, a, I mean, just tangent. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring in a tangent at the very last minute. We're all <laughs> that's okay. I appreciate you guys talking <laughs> and indulging and, you know, having this conversation was very nice, the highlight of my week. So thank you very much. Always. And 
Thanks to Thank our, our wonderful... Thanks, everyone. Top and Michael, three. good to talk to you again. Oh, same okay. here. You yeah. guys, I have to say one thing. You guys are forgetting... Um, you guys keep on saying Robert Rice, but you guys are forgetting Jerome Robbins. Jerome Robbins directed the Broadway production, and he also right. co-directed West Side Story yeah. with Robert Yes, Rice. you're right, you're right. Good right. point. Yeah, Thank we you didn't for... mention him enough. Yeah, thanks for you're bringing right. yeah, We're not mentioning him enough. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, um, Ed, I want to thank the Awards Daily readers and the people who actively engage on Twitter and who are actually kind people. I just want to thank you. You know, you're not, you don't go unnoticed. And, and I, I want you to know that you're going to go down in history being well remembered. <laughs> so. We're making a list. We're checking it twice. <laughs> That's right. And thank you. We do have that for all the questions this week. Lots Seriously, we're getting out our writing crop awesome. for, um, for those who are naughty. <laughs> <laughs> they might like that. I mean, right? What's the incentive to be good? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my. <laughs> my matron. All right, everybody. Have a good night. Right. Nice talking to right. you. Good night. Top three. Good top night. three. Top three. No, <laughs> top two. This was top two. Come on. There you go. All right. All right. Okay. Good night, Good night. Good night everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of All This and the Oscars 2, awardsdaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. My name is Sasha Stone. I was here with Clarence Moy, Mark Johnson, Ryan Adams, and our friend Michael Gray. You can find more writing about the Oscars at awardsdaily.com. And if you're interested in my own podcast on my memoir of 20 years online, you can check it out at goldtripping.com, all one word, goldtripping. And my Netflix show, The Summer of the Shark, which I will hopefully bring you a a longer uh, episode to talk about that is happening on December 6th. So make sure to check that out and let me know what you think. You can find me at Real Sasha Stone when I'm not being chased around by uh, witch hunters. I am sometimes tweeting. Thanks for listening. <laughs>